<laughs> Welcome to Facing Fear with Sarah. My name is Sarah McInerney Hawk. I am your host. I went from 30 flirty and thriving to 30 flirty and surviving. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 30, and prior to that, I had faced a lot of fears in life, which led me to creating this podcast in 2019. Fast forward, here we are many years later, and I've interviewed over 100 different guests with many stories of how they face fear while remaining unapologetically authentic. That is what we are here to do, encourage you to live your life unapologetically and authentically. The Facing Fear world recently got a little bit bigger because a new part of it is in the world, and that's my book, my very first book. It's called Does Carcinoma Mean Cancer? It covers the four days between being tested for cancer and finding out that I had it, and the funny things that happened in between. Well, you know, funny, happy, sad, etc. It can be found anywhere on Amazon, and it's a graphic memoir, which means it is 70% art, 30% text, and it's 74 pages long. So it's something you could read in one sitting, revisit multiple times because the art has a lot of dual meanings and I'm so proud of it. Go check it out on Amazon or facingfearwithsarah.com backslash book. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hi everyone. It's me on a Thursday, not a Wednesday like normal, or at one point this podcast was dropping on a Monday. So you never know when you're going to hear from me really, but I wanted to document today because today is the day that I was supposed to be finished with chemo. When I was originally told I was going to have to have chemo all the way back in February, I remember mapping out the days and thinking, holy shit, four months, four months, February, March, April, and May, the end of May. I remember thinking, okay, like May is graduation season for school and that's what it'll be for me and I can do four months. It's only a quarter of the year and that was supposed to be today. And instead of being at the cancer center today, all emotional and getting ready to graduate chemo, I am in Southern California and enjoying myself and having one of the most peaceful breaks in life I've ever had. So let's start back at the beginning why I am not graduating from chemo today. So I am not graduating from chemo today because a little over a month ago, I had an allergic reaction to Taxol. So my chemo regimen was four AC, four Taxol. AC is known as the red D-E-V-I-L, I called it the Red Soldier. And then I had four Taxol. I made it through the first Taxol totally fine. No reaction, not a lot of side effects, all good. The second one, it was insane. Within probably seven minutes of them giving it to me, I felt this sense of doom wash over my entire body and the entire room. And I just felt like everywhere from my mouth to the back of my throat, all the way down through my guts, just light up. And luckily, my hand had the sense to press that call button. And one nurse came in and I must have been blue, gray, purple or something because we did not exchange any words. I don't think I could even speak at this point. She looked at me, turned around. And then before I knew it, it was like all hell broke loose. 
You're going to hear more about this story when I interview Chance Osborne, who's a cancer friend of mine who walked in on this allergic reaction. But essentially, a lot of individuals are allergic to Taxol, or they can be. And there's no way to test for it, apparently. And with anaphylactic shock, at least from what I've learned, your body will accept it the first time and learn about it. And then the second time, it's like, oh, hell no. And that's what happened to me. A big, oh, hell no. So I threw up. I had diarrhea. I felt like I was just, I felt like my feet were glued to a roller coaster and I was standing and the roller coaster took off. Like imagine riding a roller coaster, but you're standing and your feet are glued down, but nothing, nothing of the rest of your body is glued down. Like that's how the allergic reaction shot felt. I was like completely out of control between like sticking breathing treatments to my face and letting me breathe and trying again. I remember seeing so many different people in the room. I remember seeing multiple cancer doctors, which then I knew, oh God, this is not good. I did not speak a word the entire time. I couldn't. It was just like my brain was on this wheel of like, how are we going to survive? How are we going to survive? How are we going to survive? There was no exit. I was just going in circles. And beyond all the cancer stuff, I'm really proud of myself for surviving that incident because it was very scary and now I know as I've been back to the cancer center multiple times as all the nurses love to tell me I had the most severe reaction this cancer center has ever seen ever ever so put it on the freaking board people add it to my list of accomplishments put on my resume hire me (laughs) so originally today was supposed to be my last day and it's not because now I'm on a different chemo regimen called a Braxine. And a Braxine is administered three weeks in a row, one week off. Three weeks in a row, one week off. And so I had three treatments left to go. So that for me, that means three, six, nine. So that means all of May, all of June, and all of July. So now my finish line has been pushed to July. And as with everything, when our plans don't go our way, we are, of course, bummed right away or sad or pissed off or annoyed or frustrated. And that's how I felt. Absolutely. But luckily for me, I was able to keep a good schedule and they allowed me to have three Abraxine in a row. And after my third one on Thursday, I was able to fly out to Palm Springs on Friday for my sister Cindy's bachelorette. When I was booking these flights, they were terrible because flying right now sucks. Everything's really expensive and the times are either super early or super late. The layovers are forever, etc. And I remember my flight was coming back at 2 a.m. in Indy and I was telling my mom about it and she was like, what is the rush to come back? And I was like, um, I don't know. This is actually the first week since October where I have had zero, Z-E-R-O, medical appointments. None. Nothing for cancer, nothing for allergy shots, no check-ins, nothing. And I thought, good freaking point, mom. And then I was like, well, should I take off work? Should I work from out here? 
like, how am I even going to do this? Because I was flying in and out of Palm Springs. There was nothing like good coming in and out of LA. And Cindy's car was full with her friends driving to her, her bachelorette. And so I decided, you know what, let me just see if I could rent a car from Palm Springs to LA. So I look at my little account, which I don't really rent cars that often, but I've had this account forever. And sure enough, there's a free day. And I'm like, wow. So I call and I book a car from Palm Springs to LA and the whole thing cost me $10 plus gas, which pretty much brought it up to like 70 bucks, but that's not the rental company's fault. So things start falling into place and I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go to California for a week and stay with Cindy. My other hesitation was, well, I don't want to bother her. I don't want to bother her fiance. I've had this weird kind of internal issue going on lately because I am the oldest of four. I have always been the leader. I've always been the accomplisher. I've always set the pace. I've always tried to be the best role model I can be. And now I'm sick and I feel like I'm not doing anything. And everyone else is accomplishing all these things and they have these plans and here I am as the big sister who's doing nothing. And obviously that's not true. I'm going through active cancer treatment and a cold right now. If you were wondering why I sound weird, I have a cold. Um, but I've been relying on my younger siblings to help me get through this. And I've never leaned on them so much. And I feel bad. I feel bad that when Matt was here for chemo in April, I was so depressed and so anxious that we kind of like, we didn't have a normal weekend like we would have, where we would have adventured and hiked and done all these things. And he saw me cry at the drop of the hat multiple times. We did have some fun, but it just didn't feel normal. And of course, I don't want to bring any of this burden to my sister, Samantha, who is more than halfway through a pregnancy and then with Cindy who's already taking such good care of me when she came out for my mastectomy in January I told my mom I was like I don't want to bother her I don't want to bother Kyle my future brother-in-law like I just feel like this (laughs) I feel like this hot potato who's like who wants to take care of her this week and um But luckily, after seeing the car rental thing, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask Cindy if it's okay. And of course, she was so nice. And she said, yes, please come. That would be awesome. I work a few days, but it's all good. You can bike. You can do this and that. And so I'm so thankful I've been able to do that while I'm here. I'm lucky I'm physically able to do so. And so it's Thursday. And I've been here since Sunday. And so Monday and Tuesday, we spent like cleaning and organizing her apartment and I took a nap each day because I haven't been feeling good I of course like again put it on my trophy case but has nothing to do with chemo but I got a random like sore throat and cough and no it's not COVID and just so weird but I've been feeling better thank goodness but I realized you know after helping her throughout the apartment and stuff like I have spent 30 years thinking about myself and I felt so helpful to her and I realized that I can be helpful to people 
and not just through doing what I think is helpful. I can be helpful to people through how they need to be helped. And that was just really awesome to be able to do that. And you guys are like, cool, you cleaned an apartment, big whoop. Well, for someone who's been like cheered on and who's been going through cancer and who's not been able to do normal things, that was like a big deal for me. So it was awesome to be able to be there and help her because she's helped me so much. And then with work, I decided, you know what? Like, I'm only going to have cancer once. This is so crazy. I have no medical appointments this week. Like, screw it. I'm taking PTO. So thank goodness for a wonderful workplace that's allowed me to do that. So I took PTO this week. And I was a little nervous because I was like, what am I going to (laughs) do? But luckily, I have absolutely kept myself busy. I've biked over 30 miles along the coast from... Marina Del Rey, um, up to as far north as I could and then as far south as I could to Manhattan Beach area. I've read, I've journaled, and I have some notes that I want to share with you all. Because while I know so many of you love updates and appreciate them and are here for them and want to know what's going on, I never just want to get on here and be like, here's what's up with me. You know, as I just said, I've been thinking about myself and myself only for 30 years. But I always want to help you. And this is facing fear. And if these tips can help you like they've helped me face fear, I I hope they can. So these are from the book called Everyday Strength, A Cancer Patient's Guide to Spiritual Survival. I've been posting these every day on Instagram and everybody has been loving them and finding their own meanings in them. And so I I highly recommend this book. I mean, honestly, it doesn't really talk about like medical and cancer stuff that much. I'm on day like 12 and there's only been one day that's talked about medical well-being. So I recommend this book for anybody, whether you're going through cancer or not. But here's a few things that have really helped me. This is from day nine of this book and the title is You Are a Valuable Human Being, which... (laughs) The title alone makes me cry because so much of my anxiety and depression has come from my fear of the future and will this be the biggest thing I ever do? Like conquering cancer, Well, is this it? Like is this as far and as great as my life is going to get or will there be more because this has been really hard And I'm already 30 and I don't know how life is going to get better after this. And I've just felt like if I don't come up with a plan to write a book or to make this podcast my full-time job or become a coach or something, like this will have been worthless. So... I needed to be reminded, and maybe you do too, that you are a valuable human being. You have God's highest esteem as a human being. Negative thoughts about yourself should be laid aside in favor of proper self-assessment. Your strengths are as important as your weaknesses. I love that last line because we always think, okay, what can I work on? What's my weakness? I'm going into a job interview. I better be ready to tell them honestly what my weaknesses are. (laughs) But your strengths are just as important. 
Be careful not to let blows to self-esteem cripple you. And that's been me. I've been crippled for months. Like being able to be physically inactive, not being able to control myself mentally, having to get on medication, admitting weakness, being vulnerable. Um, My self-esteem has really taken some blows. (laughs) You are valuable even when you feel physically poorly. Or wait, even when you feel poorly physically and mentally. Fight off late night thoughts of condemnation, worthlessness, and worry. They are fruits of darkness. And I wrote, finally, for me, these have subsided. Although my thoughts of freaking out and anxiety and doom often come in the morning, unfortunately. So it makes it really hard to get out of bed. But those were some of the notes that I took. Next one I wanted to share. Time and you. A better day is coming for you, which also makes me want to cry. (laughs) A day when you will be better. Keep this in mind. Time is your ally, not your enemy. Oh my gosh, that one hit me straight in the heart because today I was supposed to be done with chemo. Today. And I'm not. I have two more full months. And I've always been somebody who just wants to get through things. Let's move it along. Let's go. And I've never thought of time as your ally, not your enemy. There's a reason that I'm stuck in chemo. There's a reason that I still have to go through this phase. There's a reason that God is making me experience this for a little bit longer. Time is your ally, not your enemy. You deserve to know that everything you do to get better works better if you relax and let time assist you. And that's why I took PTO, because I really wanted to relax. There are good days and bad days. Recognize this and you'll easier take one day at a time. Oh my gosh. I never used to be somebody who lived one day at a time. I always had future plans or ideas or projects And I have had to live one day, even like sections of a day at a time. And sometimes my days have felt like three days in one. And that's really hard to live. It makes life really long and daunting sometimes. Because if you are living hour by hour, section of day at a time, it's usually not because it's flying by and you're having a great old time. There are good days and bad days. Recognize this and you'll easier take one day at a time. Remember that good days usually follow bad ones. Tomorrow is always another day. You will have a fresh start, clear perspective, more faith, and better results. Tomorrow means you will get through the night tonight. Okay, and then then the final one that really just capped off why I'm so lucky and I'm so thankful that my mom came up with this idea to stay out here in California longer, that my sister and my fiance took me in without question, that my work has allowed me the time to really take off because I've taken off no days since chemo and that I'm learning lessons that old Sarah never would have learned. And this is the final one. And this was two days ago, I think, because I've been doing this book every day. 
It's titled, Rest is Your Friend. (laughs) And that just makes me want to laugh because literally pre-October 2021, Sarah would not have thought that. Rest is your friend. Ah, What a joke. Rest is your friend. That's what I'm doing on this trip. I am resting. Be comfortable with lots of rest. Again, a sentence that makes me want to laugh out loud. I never would have thought that pre-cancer. Often what you need to do is nothing but sleep and rest. Rest and sleep are gifts, not a waste of time. I want to like scream at this, but I don't have the voice to do so. Like, oh my gosh, this is coming at the perfect, perfect time. Your body rebuilds when you rest, meditate, and rest your thinking process. And oh my gosh, has my mind been just nonstop churning since March and not with good stuff. Your body rebuilds when you rest, relax, meditate, and rest your thinking process. (laughs) Refuse to be depressed because you can't accomplish a lot right now. Do what you can and feel good about it. I'm going to read that again for me and for you. Refuse to be depressed because you can't accomplish a lot right now. Do what you can and feel good about it. Balance activity and calm spirit. And that's what I've done. I've biked up and down the coast, but I've also taken breaks and read for hours. I actually got insanely sunburnt on my backside (laughs) yesterday. I've journaled, I've read, I've relaxed, I've made plans with no one, etc., etc. Relax. You have learned that it is a myth to think you are only valuable if you are productive. <sighs> yep, that is me. Be calm in the great reality. Your maker is mindful of you. Um, the reality is I have a good reality. And sometimes I forget that because I'm so deep in this freaking hole of cancer and chemo and trying to live a normal life, but also trying to address cancer. I hope that these little notes from this book, which all credit goes to Everyday Strength, A Cancer Patient's Guide to Survival, written by Randy Beckton. I will link that in the show notes. If you want to get it yourself, of course, go get it used. I've written all over mine. You can do the same. But this week has been really awesome. I've never taken a rest like this. This has not been like a vacation for me. Like, yes, I'm in this beautiful, wonderful place and I've been doing whatever I want. But most of the time vacation is like activities and being with people and making plans. And For me, this has been really focusing on resting. Like I said, I've taken naps. I've, you know, it's not like I'm going out to eat. Like I'm just chilling at their apartment or outside. And these past two days, Cindy's been at work. So I've been biking and reading and taking a little lunch with me and just being alone and being lucky enough to be in a place where I can really enjoy nature. I'm lucky I've used the resources available to me, like my sister and her hometown of LA. But I hope that 
what I've shared with you through this book is helpful in whatever situation you're going through. And as always, I thank you for listening. You made it to the end of the episode. So I'm going to give you a little surprise. I was recently published in the Wildfire Magazine. It is the first and only publication for and by those who are too young to be affected by breast cancer. And you can go get this issue at a discount. So visit wildfirecommunity.org and use code wildfire15 or even better, use the link in my social media, in the show notes today. And if you use that particular link and the code, you can not only save yourself money, but you can also earn me a little bit of money as I get a kickback from every purchase used under Sarah's link. So go check it out in the show notes. The issue is themed the new normal and this is relatable for anybody who's been through some kind of storm in life and is trying to figure out who they are and who and what and how and why life goes on afterwards. So check it out. Go visit wildfirecommunity.org. Use code wildfire15 to save on your version of a print or digital copy of the latest issue called The New Normal. Thank you so, so much for your support.